You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. I am really excited today because today we're going to be talking about advocating for sustainability in community solutions, changing systems for fair access to resources and opportunities. I have an exciting guest with me on today, you all. Uh, this is a person that you need to know. And so we're going to be getting into some deep conversations on today about how to make a change how to bring about change in our communities and things along that line. Um, I'm grateful that you tuned in on today and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to subscribe to this podcast for new episodes and new content each week. Well, my guest today is the one and the only Miss Ticey Bell and she's dedicated to efficiency community strategists is who she is with over 20 years of nonprofit experiences advocating for the growth and development of communities and families. As a visionary director of a Seven Mountains LLC and her non-for-profit community cultivation project, her work in personal and professional development is galvanizing leaders around the land to take some bold actions as professional and community leaders. And has, she has consistently reflected her dedication to issues as issues advocacy. She's doing a lot, helping a lot of people, just boots on the ground. And she's helping in equity and neighborhood relations, folks. In 2021, Mrs. Bell founded Seven Mountains LLC, which is a mission-driven enterprise to build communities through large-scale events that brings people together by empowering new leaders, entrepreneurs, and business owners to advance the movement of system and change. So welcome, Ticey, to the show. You're you're so big, it's just like, man, there's pages. We could keep going on and on. Welcome to the show, dear. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. It is a great, blessed day, as always. Yes. You know what? In order to understand people, you have to understand like their earliest context of who they were, because a lot of times our character shapes us when we're little into who we are. So I want to do a little backpedaling a little bit. And I want to talk about your backstory as a kid. Um, you know, when you were on the playground as a child, did you kind of talk to kids and try to help them be the advocate and try to keep things calm? No fighting over there on the playground. Let them go slide down first or whatever, because you're such an advocate for change. And so I'm wondering as a kid, was this part of your personality growing up? You know what? Um, you said the playground. So my mind just went to falling and I was always running around on the playground. Um, I went to Eisenhower Academy um, and uh, as a young kid, I guess, you know, 
in elementary, you are really encouraged, right? To be a mm. friend and to learn from each other. Um, don't point out people's mistakes. So <laughs> um, that was immediately where my mind went. But yeah. definitely um, there's about four year gap between me and my brother. So growing up, my mom was always talking to me specifically and directly about what Ticey was going to do and how Ticey was going to behave. So mm. I would say like she was my first advocate on how to treat others, how I wanted to be treated, how mm-hmm. to um, approach and speak to others and um, just how to behave. Right. So everything was, I would say, probably pretty cons- consistent and concise yeah, yeah. when it came yeah, to yeah. what mom was saying in the house until my brother came along and then the <laughs> other two siblings. And then I was like, OK, I'm in charge now. I'm the boss. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny when you say that, because, you know, on the first child that comes along, everybody's just everything's clean. Everything is sanitized. And you know, you don't want anybody to touch to kiss the baby. By the time the second baby comes along, the sec the, the first baby's outside eating dirt while you're watching this, the first baby. It's like you just let the guard down after you had that first one. Um, with you and your brother being a four-year difference, um, and growing up, like you said, your mom and your your family being uh such an advocate for changing, helping you to understand who you are. Is this one of the reasons why you decided to become um, I want to say a business entrepreneur? Because as they're talking to you saying, make de- make choices, make better decisions, it does kind of form your your being and to say, I think I want to do this or, or be that. So is that the reason why you became an entrepreneur as well, would you say? I would say um, when I found myself wanting to be an entrepreneur was, mm-hmm. um, you know, for years I had this passion to give back. I knew okay. that I wanted to not necessarily not have a boss or not answer to anyone. Yeah. But as time went on, um, the progress of my work started to show off. Mm. Uh, so it it was in the boardroom. It was in, in, in the issue advocacy work that I was doing in Joliet, but it mm. was also being a part of these larger uh, corporations that were not for profit. So okay. uh, my passion was youth in the beginning. I always wanted okay. to work with a specific age group. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting off, you know, as a teenager, my parents, both my mom and my father worked. My dad worked full time mm-hmm. uh, majority of the time. So he always instilled go to work, go to work, go to work. Wow. So um, I wow. do brag about that often that mm-hmm. there are there are only small windows where I didn't have a paycheck. Right. Mm. And so that means a, that's a that's a huge difference now when you look at what an entrepreneur is, yes. what someone says is a side hustle, mm. um, what the millennials consider to be, um, you know, instant income uh, mm. versus someone like me when my first job was seven dollars and some change. Right. Um, and then by that time, I was always working two, three jobs, but mm. it wasn't about, you know, making ends meet because we still had our parents, you know, yeah. kind of support us at that yeah. time. So I definitely think um, both, you know, looking um, back in what I saw in my home and then also the opportunities and the types of jobs that I wanted based on the people that I wanted to work with definitely led me to knowing that I would someday branch off and say, I can do this for you because it's still me saying, if you look at Seven Mountains, how I can help another organization. Now, that's interesting. You run up the seven mountains. Let's talk a little bit about that, because a lot of people don't understand when you say seven mountains, what you're really talking about. So explain to our audience the seven mountains and how each of those functions and the importance of um, impact with those mountains. Of course. Um, So I grew up in the church. 
Okay. And that is always, you know, a saying. Um, and so some people, depending on religious and spiritual background, uh-huh. we do have a internal guide, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's our spirit being, you know, uh, uplifted by people like you with great mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. or working mm-hmm. with others, um, mm-hmm. I don't think you have to have a job that is just in service in order okay. to feel good. You could be a mom, you could be someone, mm-hmm. you know, that just really wants to help and nurture their community and their family. So wow. my approach um, with Seven Mountains was, is that of course it was um, a divine Okay. Uh, okay. Intervention. Yeah, it was definitely a vision. And I do okay. consider myself a visionary director mm. because I feel as though the approach to the seven mountains, which are um, the seven spheres of cultural influence, um, sometimes government, media, business, family, uh, religion, as I said, or, or mm-hmm. spirituality, um, arts and entertainment and yes. education are those spheres. So yeah. I believe that we do operate in those spheres, mm-hmm. sometimes simultaneously. And um, what my gift is, is mm-hmm. to persuade others to see those things happening from a global approach, yes. not necessarily what I told you is the neighborhood mentality yes. in order to have progressive change, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be some impact in mm-hmm. your life that has caused you to decide that I'm going to be this business person or mm-hmm. when I'm at work, I can determine what's professional and what's personal. Yes. Um, And so when I take those challenges that I've been through, when I look at what God allowed me to do in my own personal life, the Mm -hmm. struggles, the rain, all of the storms, the good songs, um, I thought about seven mountains Mm -hmm. and the more that it unfolded for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. I was able to write the vision, make it plain. I had some help, um, (laughs) you know, every person who is um, in business definitely yeah. needs some guidance. So yeah. I definitely had some help kind of crafting what that vision looked like. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, it was really about the services that I wanted to offer and looking at them from the, again, global approach. So mm-hmm. shifting um, and being a catalyst of hope and mm-hmm. not so much just the social media, how we continue to talk and you know yeah. dialect with one another, but actually the change that happens in those boardrooms or even one-on-one um, working with you know uh, individuals on issue advocacy, um, event and project management. So I've been able to uh, try to mm-hmm. shape what that looks yeah. like in our community. I'm sure it looks different in California, but yes. in this community, I definitely have um, taken a, 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 a approach to yes. doing that with organizations like the uh, Joliet Area Historic Museum, yes. um, working with the community, working with other individuals um, who really want to impact change when they look at their own vision. And it's important because as you talk about, you know, these different mountains and the sphere of influence that they have, it is really important. I mean, just imagine if this concept was around early on where people really took serious being um, involved in, you know, in business and being involved in arts and entertainment, as you mentioned, and being involved in family and spirituality and education, all of these entities, if, if people were impacting in a positive way, because, you know, there's a lot of fighting going on in families, politics, business, media, arts, you know, sports, all of these areas. But if it was done in a positive way, the way that you're saying, if people really were able to make an impact in these areas, then everybody would be a lot better off. So that's very important work. And uh, you have to, like you said, understand the vision of each of those and the impact that you can make to be able to do a a, a great job in that. Um, You mentioned mentors. Who are some of the people that lift you up and that you look to when you're um, on those days of, okay, I don't know if I want to go out in the rain today or so to speak. 
Um, who are some of the people that that helped shape your your being of who you are today? Oh man, um, some of them are in town right now. Um, <laughs> okay, we, you know, they. I had um, growing up. Um, as I mentioned, my mother and my grandma and, yes. and a very close knit family from Joliet. Mm-hmm. I think you and I talked about, yes, yes. you know, coming from uh, the Forest Park area. My yes. grandma said, don't call yes. it the hill. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but seriously, there, yeah. that was a community. Those were a group of people who had migrated from the South and they had mm-hmm. a tight knit way of mm-hmm. building and belonging. And mm-hmm. so when I looked at the conversations me and my grandma had, she always talked about what her mother and her mm-hmm. sisters and how they imagine life would be in Joliet. So I think back to what experiences I had right Mm -hmm. now, right now, just having this conversation. um, I was at a beauty salon, Lillian Strickland, uh, Strictly Mm -hmm. For You um, Mm -hmm. on Cash Street. And Mm -hmm. I was in that hair salon probably for four years. Wow. Engaging with women and talking to them while they were getting their hair done. As I Mm -hmm. got older, I was able to walk over after school. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a mentor. Um, Mavis Blaylock, we just laid her sister to rest um, yesterday. And and, and all of her sisters, they were talking about how they took children in. So Brenda Blaylock was a teacher. She went to Illinois State. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, mm. She was one of the reasons that I chose Illinois State University. Oh, and so okay. she was teaching us at the church. She would also bring us to her home. Mm. Well, she shared with me. She only did that because my mom would have them at their house when they lost their mother as young children. So it was so important for me to have those stories and that connection. I thought, you know, I'm self-made. That's what the kids (laughs) say, right? We self-made, we entrepreneurs, Black power, Black women, Black business. Yeah, it's really the hope and dream of a future of everyone that you visualize, um, you know, that you can change the life of. And so Mm -hmm. those women um, really took me in when I would go to California in the summer. Brenda uh, was a school teacher. So I would spend my summers in class with those children. And then when I would come home, as Mm. I got older, we were in Project Upper Bound. And Mm. and, and those were my mentors through high school. Uh, Senator Pat McGuire was one. He was a math uh, instructor when we were in Upper Bound. So he carried me through even until my adulthood. He followed Mm. me into working at the Salvation Army and Mm. came and said, hey, I have a program for you. So there are people in in my life that are still there still Mm. very relevant, still very much care about me. And they know what it's like to pass the torch. And Mm. they have written some of the best programs, but they also have given their time and their heart and compassion. And most importantly, their prayers and Mm. and, and acts that, you know, we continue to um, build together. So those are a few, if not too many. (laughs) No, you know, and you mentioned the the Joliet Historical Museum. Um, What are some of the things that you're doing there? Because I know that you're a partner with them, but there was also a great program that you did, uh, I think it was last year, a few months ago on, um, you know, on um, African American Black History Month or Martin Luther King. I mean, you did something really great. And let's talk a little bit about your relationship with the Joliet Historical Museum. That's a great museum here in our community. And um, we really want to be able to help people to know, go out and visit this. People come from all over. It's on Route 66 for those yes. that are familiar with Route 66. So talk a little bit about the Historical Museum and your relationship with them. 
So um, during the pandemic, there were um, a lot of resources that were coming into the community. And to make a long story short, the Joliet Herald uh, newspaper, they were looking for um, some leaders and mm-hmm. myself and um, a gentleman um, named Marcus. Uh, I don't know why his, his last name is slipping. Forgive uh-huh. me, Marcus. I know like five, but Marcus <laughs> Cage, brother yeah. Marcus Cage. Yeah. And I um, took a position to work on something called um, uh, um, the Joliet. Uh, okay. It was like an, a secondary form and it was in an app of news. Oh, okay. okay. And so okay. while we were working on this project, they had a vision that they wanted me and Marcus to bring to the community. And Mm -hmm. the museum being a non-for-profit was a place and a beacon where people were already going. They were having conversations. They were having events and hosting. So I looked at Seven Mountains Community Cultivation and I said, you got to pick one, right? So you got to leverage that partnership. And I wanted to continue to build in what I saw that staff wanting. And Greg Piertone, his staff, um, Jen, and there's some new staff and their board. And at the time, um, the late Michael Clark, they were very much in that boardroom, which I reference a lot because that is where the work gets done. That is where the ideas come. And so they wanted to have their doors open to Mm. all cultures. Yes. yes. I stepped in and I said, listen, you know, a black history celebration for Joliet Mm -hmm. would be amazing. There were a few people on the core team um, that really wanted to see this happen. So again, thinking about the arts, education, and all of those things, again, that we encompass as human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we bring others to that place, again, of impact, we can really influence the choices that they make and how Mm -hmm. they engage. So we had a three-day event. Um, Again, lots of uh, people attended. I think on our first day, um, we spent it with Dr. Natalie Coleman um, Mm -hmm. celebrating five years um, in business with her STEAM uh, program. And by day two and three, we had over 600 people come through to look at the first ever Black art gallery um, and meet those artists. So Mm -hmm. we, again, um, that information is public, but we did that. And then the last day we had a gospel event. Mm -hmm. So it was amazing how many people really wanted to embrace Black culture. And so as a partner, Joliet Area Historic Museum um, definitely stepped up and assisted us. And since then, we've worked together um, with a couple of other um, of the people that uh, like Tony Greathouse. Yeah, yeah. And we've done Juneteenth. Oh, okay. You know, it, it, it's amazing when you talk about community because you're a person that has so many awards and there's so many initiatives that you have been a part of within our community. Let's talk a little bit about the community cultivation project. Um, I know that probably makes your heart smile a little bit. That's you my know, baby. Um, yeah, that's your baby. How important is it for you to get this message out to not only just young people, but just to communities in general? Because this is something that's needed everywhere, globally, this type of project. So let's talk a little bit about that project and, and um, what you're doing to make change with that project. Yeah, so Community Cultivation Project started off in um, the Salvation Army. And even before that, it had like seven names, Mm. uh, Project Impact. And it was my baby because it was what I always wanted to do. When we didn't know what the word entrepreneur was, that's what I was doing in high school. I was creating the base. And when I look back over all of the 
templates that I laid and foundations at each organization that I worked for. I'm talking about even when I worked at Job Corps, I would come in and I would say, we need to do this and we need to do that. And we need to call these five people and they will come. And they were doing the work already at Job Corps, but -hmm. our students were in the back and they were in the dorm. So sometimes if they weren't in the classroom, Mm -hmm. they they were not getting what they needed. And um, as I started Community Cultivation Project, my goal was to bring every organization that needed a hub Mm. to a place where we could collectively have the resources that got out to people. So I just looked at what is a community? How do we collectively do it? We don't discriminate. Anyone Mm. is welcome. Um, I set some very general goals and it can be found at communitycultivationproject.org. But one thing I want to say is that it was originally motivating youth. It was about my family my community, my mm. future, and my life. So what wow. I saw was a tree, and I'm wearing trees today. <laughs> life, Yeah, I'm very visual. And, and, and the tree of life. And what I saw was people rooted, not in just their bad circumstances, wow. but wow. as they say, dry bones, dead bones, rise mm. up. I saw people moving again to a place of where they could live and survive. And not just because I was in the room with them, but because as they say, one person can change someone's life. So community cultivation project, the goal is, is to bring as many people individually as an organization to a place where we are teaching having experiences. It's not just me. It is a collective of other groups. Mm-hmm. And and I shifted last year to just collective impact because mm-hmm. as you said, with our time and the yeah. passion work that we want to do, I couldn't get everything done. But I want to share one thing. There was a group who reached out. I wanted a website. I want it to be real and established. And I ended up, because I told them my story, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and the work that the community wanted to do, I ended up getting a $10,000 um, grant that yeah. pays for the website for up to eight years. Wow. So we can house anything we want on that website, any mm. organization, any projects, community collaborations, uh, videos, yeah. that site is a whole site. It's paid for through yeah. a grant for $10,000 from the organization. Um, and I just thought that was another testament to just mm-hmm. believing in something outside of yourself and saying, wow. man, I need a website, you know, that's going to mm-hmm. make me valid. That's going to make me seen um, and real, right. As a real mm-hmm. organization. So I love that work. Um, I, I try to leverage it as much as I can. Cause again, um, with restrictions and, and red tape, sometimes yes. you have yes. to show up as, mm-hmm. as a, as a, non-for-profit so that you can help more people. Um, And a a lot of times you need to forge those uh, relationships as well. That's important. That's very important. You know, um, with the type of work that you're doing and the person that you are, um, such a person of substance, I will say, what principle or principles do you live by? Because there's a lot of people tugging on you, you know what I'm saying? And want you to go in different directions. And sometimes people don't have those the right scruples to deal with, you know, the integrity to, to, to maintain where they are in different positions. What principle or principles do you live by that makes you the person that you are today? Um, well, I start each day like it's my birthday. Oh, That's my right. favorite. That's my favorite holiday. <laughs> and it's because 
you know, everybody has a birthday. Everybody yes, has a day that yes. they were born. Yes. And some went today. It's my nephew's birthday. Oh, uh, man, happy Jeremiah, birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's their special day. And yeah, so yeah. if you if you approach it that way to me again, God is getting the glory. Um, you know, again, if you're if you're a person who's not sure, mm-hmm. right, of your faith. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you're not sure of, you know, uh, religion or spirituality, yes, you're still yes. going to feel good, right. About mm-hmm. living and breathing and, yes. and being able to be treated a certain type of way. And mm-hmm. I would say, um, my other one is just, uh, stay off social media. Mm, wow, <laughs> uh, that's a big one. Media is 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 uh social impact is so important. Society mm-hmm. is so important. If you are if you really want to experience life, you have to be um, a part of it. You have to be living it. And social chaos to me, um, our journalism and things that are online sometimes project such negative things Mm. that it's very hard to get back to what you need to get back to by the end of the day. And that can be training for anyone who has a full-time job, is Mm. a full-time mother, father, or any other area of their life that they really want to spend time um, nurturing or rebooting, right? Sometimes some of us just want to start over. And each day I would say is a new day. So Mm. starting over every day, um, believing that you're still on a journey, um, you can find yourself right back at your own heart, your own thoughts, and Mm -hmm. and really being centered on where you're going. So I would say those are my two is really just finding yourself every day where you are and being um, authentic in that space. Um, And like I said, my mantra start each day like it's your birthday. All right. And that is really important. That's awesome. I I love that because on your birthday, you feel so special and you have a way of making people feel special just when you're in their presence. There's just an aura about you. When you step into the room, people are like, you know, my brain listens when you talk. My brain listens when you speak and talk about things, because I know that you are a true advocate for the people. And speaking of that, as a mayoral elect for the city of Joliet, let's talk a little bit about that, because I know that there's priorities that you have. Um, as a mayoral co- elect, and there's things that you want to do. There's changes you want to see within our community. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the priorities that you have, because we have in this community, there's so much going on literally all over the world. There's a lot of things going on, but there's violence prevention things. There's health care issues that people have, you know, the workers rights. We have a lot of different, um, you know, factories and things out within our community. You know, the infrastructure program, making sure that things are taken care of and the people are taken care of. What are some of the things that you would like to see um, as a mayoral elect, you know, doing as you as you uh, run for this office? Well, I think we touched on them a little bit. Right. Um, okay. Just being authentic and who I am and yes, making sure yes. that people feel that they have a voice as well. Yes. Um, this is something that is definitely a part of my destiny. I said uh, months ago, it's not uh, uh, like I put a quarter in the gumball machine and said, <laughs> I hope I get red, right? It's definitely something that I feel um, my life would have led directly to where I am. Um, Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for anyone being an elected official. There are so many roles um, in uh, city government, local government that are for the people to vote for. So I've always been very honest about that. When I think of healthcare, violence prevention, workforce development and infrastructure, Mm -hmm. I think um, the main thing to remember is that at the heart of that is the people. Mm -hmm. So Um, If someone is, you know, failing in their health, it's not fair to point out just 
one thing that went wrong, right? COVID or that the hospital is wow, no longer in their wow, neighborhood. Wow. I think it's important to advocate on how we stabilize or um, touch them in their mental health while yeah. their physical health may be something that is definitely pointing to what could happen if they lose their job. Mm. So I think that when we think about it, um, I, I study something called the life formation cycle. And so we're on a 360 when mm. it comes to structural change. So a lot of these things, even with our infrastructure, they're happening because of global mm. uh, dynamic yeah. right that's right so that's right. the air that's quality right. um the water right mm-hmm. there's a time for things to get fixed yes. and, and, yes. and 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 be and 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 start over so yes. that's the same thing that's happening with our critical resources right now mm-hmm. it's not just mm-hmm. happening in joliet yeah. it's happening yeah. globally our mm-hmm. water our transportation so i think those are things that we all have to reimagine what's mm-hmm. currently happening and then what do we want to see and then we have to ask ourselves two important questions how does that make you feel mm-hmm. and what can you do about it wow. and you find wow. yourself really having your own voice Mm. Whether you are on right, left, or straight up the middle, you can have these conversations at home. So when I think about workforce development, um, I think about my day job and I think Mm. about some of the part-time work that I assist on, but I also think about the realistic pathway. Um, I talk about this just a little bit for one second, is Mm. that you have to double down. If I am 45, what do I project or see and what am I doing now that can change my healthcare my plan, my mm-hmm. retirement plan at 85. So those mm-hmm. are things that I have to start to think about. Um, who am I taking care of at that point? Um, when we think about violence prevention, um, it's about to me healing the families and survivors of violent crimes. Wow. They will tell their story, but are we mm. helping to equip yes. police, yes. fire, yes. and schools and institutions with the Mm. tools that they'll need to bring those children through. It's nice, like you said, to hear those stories and be empowered and impacted. But Mm. there's a group of people out there that are new insurance um, Mm. carriers, right? And they really care about if someone is losing their life to gun violence versus domestic violence. Um, It's the same conversation that we have to be prepared to talk to the people who we want to see go out and help nurture a healthy community. So Checking the pulse of the community is how mm-hmm. I decided to look at these solutions. Talking to people, I didn't want to just say, this is what I want to do. Okay. So okay. who are our vulnerable and at-risk citizens? All of us at many mm-hmm. times are facing very serious challenges. So mm-hmm. to me, it's about local, state, and federal government. And it's really, again, about solutions. We have to mm-hmm. not just want to have the right answer, but we want to be able to work with everyone. And Joliet's government structure is... Um, very impressive. Yeah, I've been encouraging yeah, people yeah. go to joliet.gov before mm. you assume that the third largest city is in just dire straits. We have yes, a wonderful yes. budget. We yeah. have some great representation and many city, um, many cities, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Could learn from us as well, and we can go out and learn from them. So that's what I'm hoping happens is that we look at ourselves as a city of 150,000 folks. Mm. that can come together and start to vote and start to think more about who we care about. And if we care about our families and those solutions and those plans are working for our family, let's share, let's talk about what we can do better and advocate for one another in a, in those sectors that I believe are important right now. 
And, you know, folks, we're talking to Miss Ticey Bell today, and she's committed. She's really committed to engaging citizens and resetting things. Um, she's committed to health care access, workers' rights, infrastructure improvements, um, you know, helping people to be able to live a better life. Like she said, it's not just something that happened globally around the world. Whatever happens globally around the world affects us and our smaller communities. And so it's really, really important to um, have all eyes on what's happening within our communities. Um, Ticey Bell is a person that's leveraging resources and building partnerships. That's very, very important. So on April 4th, which is coming up really soon, we want you guys to remember that name, Ticey Bell, a person that's interested in helping people to for change, workers' rights, infrastructure improvements, community, health care access. This is what's important. And we need to work together as a community to make better change for all. She was talking earlier about the the mountains, the seven, seven mountains. Government is one of those mountains that we need to see change. Families, you know, spirituality, government, sports, media, all of these areas work together to make a better community. And that's what she's all about. She's wanting to reset things on April 4th, 2023. So we want you to remember Miss Ticey Bell, an advocate for change, community solutions, changing systems for everybody, for everyone. That's what it's all about. Miss Ticey, who would you um, like to, what would you like to say to young people out there? There's young voters out there that are not so moved like the, the mature senior citizens, so to speak. But what would you like to say to the young people out there um, for them to get out and vote or to just make a change, as you say, doing something different to better their community? Um, I would say, again, it goes back to what they believe. Yes, so what's yes, at the yes. core of their, of, of, of their um, next step? Yes. I, yes. I recently had an opportunity to go to Joliet Junior College um, and they had a program called TRIO and mm. First Generation Students. Okay. And on this panel, the students were asked um, very specific questions. And again, we can't erase history. And wow. we all just had wow. one major life change, and that was COVID-19. Many of us never saw it. So as you just mm -hmm. said, from the gap between our seniors to our youth, yes. we all experienced one thing for the first time together in the household. And yes. a lot of those students brought up what that looked like when it came to health, mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. it came to who was angry, mad, physically, you know, challenged, um, wow. a lot of it came down to how we were no longer divided. So wow. again, what's divided mm. oftentimes separates us. But if mm. you cannot see that divide, then I would say push forward, push, push forward. forward with your positive friends, your family members, um, whatever you believe in. Again, I think it's about a belief system. Yes, we need yes. to get back to encouraging individuals to have a belief system. Just because I said it doesn't mean that Sheila needs to agree. She yes, may need yes. to go out and do a little research and right. find out how she feels. So yes. you can do the same thing. Our young people can go and find out, hey, is this correct? Is this right? Yes. My parents, you know, um, told me when I turned 19, I was going to be an adult. Well, mm -hmm. now they're finding out at 25, even mm -hmm. right. Yeah. The curve of adolescence that mm -hmm. adulting is not that great um, <laughs> because housing is very expensive. Yeah. Jobs, workers yeah. rights. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think that they have an opportunity like no other to use their vote in mm -hmm. this election, yes. upcoming elections, yes. right? Yes. All 
the time we mm-hmm. need our young people to give us their input yes and be active in solution and change mm. when it comes to global awareness when it comes to what's happening again with our land resources mm. they need to find those careers and mm. say this is something i care about right. and i'm going to find out if this is something that i can make change in and they will be at the cusp of what happens for generations to come Wow. Legacy. That's what's important. Yes. Is mm-hmm. Legacy is so important. How can our audience get in contact with you uh, to get more information on the campaign that's coming up to be able to donate, to be able to be um, to help out with that, um, to get more information in general? What is your contact information? Of course, I'm happy to share it. So um, the website for the campaign is Citizens for Ticey Bell. So that's Citizens with an S, F-O-R. And my name, T-Y-C-E-E-B-E-L-L.com. We have a lot of opportunities if they're clicking and looking for a space to share their voice and or just find out more about what you and I talked about. Um, If they want to get in contact with me or someone from the team about the campaign or anything that we talked about here today, um, there is a cell phone number 779-230-9661. And we have a active Facebook page, Citizens for Ticey Bell as well. And, um, you know, we like social media as an engaging point to share facts and truths. So I hope that folks want to get connected um, with Citizens for Ticey Bell. And, and that's where they can find more information. Well, Miss Ticey Bell, we are rooting for your rise. You have a magnetic personality. Um, you've been doing things in the community for a long time. You didn't just step onto the scenes. You've been doing things for quite a while within the community. So, folks, we're just about out of time. We want to thank you so much for listening. Um, Ticey Bell's information will be on our website as well. Um, we want you to listen in, tune in, visit the website to get updates and more information. Please leave a comment at www.road2eternity.net. And I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.